Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast for Round 16, brought to you by Harvey Norman, Chris Kennedy and Don Brock, as always, to take you through the carnage, Don Brock. There's more carnage. There's a sombre tone to your voice today, CK, for some reason, yeah. Can, can, this can't be a, a buy round. Can you just make this a buy round? I can't. My, my team has oh. been, uh, been wrecked by uh, the team list yet again. So, Anyway, we'll battle through it. There were the dramas we already knew about with injuries and suspensions. There were more dramas handed to us by team lists, unfortunately. Let's dive straight into it with the Eels and the Rabbitohs on Thursday night. Uh, no dramas at the Eels. They've only lost uh, Marata Nyokore, one-game crusher band, Andrew Davey in on the bench. No other changes, so smooth sailing for fantasy coaches. Pretty much Mitch Moses is the main guy here, although um, case for a few guys like Dylan Brown uh, and also Nathan Brown. And Ryan Madison, who had a monster Madison, game last week. Uh, 86 points. Um, I think he's second best score of the year, but um, a very, very good one. So, uh, yeah, for those looking to move on, uh, Jason Tomalolo, who we'll get to. Madison is certainly a candidate for that in the back row. Nathan Brown as well is a bit more of a point of difference option. Uh, and, yeah, Mitch Moses is going great um, since coming back from injury a few weeks ago. Um, keeps hitting these regular 60s, so looking good so far. So far, so far, so good. Uh, Rabbitohs have Dane Gagai back from a hamstring injury. Stephen Masters drops out. Alex Johnston will miss a game. Uh, his second head knock in uh, just a few weeks. Uh, Corey Allen comes in on the wing. Liam Knight uh, is back. Kurt Dillon drops out. Uh, again, no major dramas and a few little fantasy talking points, I guess. Yeah, um, it was one of Latrell Mitchell's good games. Two tries and that big romp over uh, Manly, 52 points. Um, who want to do that every week, but uh, you take the good weeks when you've uh, when you can. Otherwise, um, Damien Cook, I guess, is another candidate. Um, people who are trading at Tomolo can probably buy someone in any position at this point. So, um, any of those elite guns like Cook, who um, had a few quiet weeks, got sixty uh, last week. A bit more impact and attack in that big win. So, if you're confident he's going to keep those big scores up, then um, he's an option. Um, Anyone else? I mean, you know, Reynolds had a good score if you need another half. But, uh, yeah, what's your thoughts on Cook at the moment? Is is this... Yeah. He's been had a few 40s and 50s. You really want 60s sort and 70s. Between that sort of 48 to 51 for, what was it, three or four weeks in a row. Um, yeah. The result of that is a lot cheaper than he was for anyone who's got enough trades for that to sort of... Um, be appealing but yeah I guess if you were if you're selling Tamalolo for anyone on the run home and, and price no issue there's a few guys like a, a Torhu Harris or a Ryan Madison or a Cherry Evans or I mean it depends on teams but um you know I'd want to see a bit more out of Cook ideally before jumping on but certainly he's you know he's probably a, a walk-up 50 worst case scenario with a ceiling yep. of, you know I guess 100 on a good day if he gets a couple of tries but can readily get you know 70 plus with um with a few of those runs out of dummy half um bailey sirenan named to start again i know he was a cheapie that a few people snapped up although uh knight returning on the bench they could do another switcheroo like they have in the past and, and push him yep, true. to the bench although 29 in 80 minutes i think last week so um yeah. it's not really the sort of game that, that suited him it's a it's a week where you know any starter is a is a good starter for you. I think this week, so yes, you'd probably exactly. take thirty points. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Dragons and the Titans down there at Cogra on Friday evening, uh, they've lost Corbin Sims. I think it was a calf. Uh, Paul Vaughan is also suspended. Jackson Ford and Billy Britton join the interchange. Um, 
Should we be worried that Billy Britton being a hooker might take some minutes yeah. off either Hunt or McInnes, or is it just a case of last man standing given, you know, Corbin, Tarek, Fulmiono, um, Vaughan, all these guys are, are missing? Fingers crossed it's just that. You know, I've seen a lot of teams use hookers as, as middle forwards this year and in recent years, so maybe he just comes on as an extra middle um, late in the game perhaps um, if needed, but, I mean, I guess there's some risk that he's another hooker and they... You've got Hunter's, you know, a lot of people had Ben Hunter's captain last week. Um, it makes him a bit riskier. Mm. Potentially McInnes a bit riskier. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, if I had to guess, I would think Hunter and McInnes still play close to 80 minutes like they do uh, every week. But some element of risk there now that wasn't there last week. Bear in mind, Dragons played with 16 last week. Trent Marin sat there and watched from the bench for the full 80 minutes. Um, I'd almost be more worried if the Titans have a, an off game that the Dragons are up, you know, 36 to 10 with 20 minutes to go and McInnes gets an early shower, which is what happened, um, what was that, sort of six or seven weeks ago against the, yeah. the Sea Eagles when they left them. So I'd be more worried about that for those two guys than I would be about uh, Britain being on the bench. Um, which is a possibility. Anyone week. else? Lomax just... Absolutely killing it at centre still. Lomax keeps getting it done, yeah. Um, I think most of us have Lomax by now. Yep. Uh, they take on the Titans. Ash Taylor is back in the halves, replacing Tanner Boyd. Uh, Tyrant Peachy, who uh, I believe you talked up a, a couple of weeks ago, um, had a bad score, then a decent score. He starts at lock um, with Mikey Fodawaka suspended, that one-game suspension. Pretty big blow for his owners, given uh, a few of the other players that are missing. Uh, Aaron Clark back on the bench. Rain replaces Pete's at hooker. Bo Fermor, who a few people jumped on, um, and many since sold, is now starting in the back row probably too late to help most of us yeah i think so um yeah i talked it up peachy i didn't buy him i kind of regret that now he uh looks like a pretty handy option in the um in the centers especially this week if he you know gets 50 yard playing lock um what a wake a massive blow for those who had him and Haas as their main front rowers which is a lot of people um that really stings this week uh but back next week um i think they're really the only too worth considering at this point. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, Fogarty, Fogarty, sorry, Fogarty and Brimson, of course. Yeah. yeah. Brimson keeps getting these big scores. Um, what, 67 last week. And, uh, and Fogarty's a dead set keeper at this point in the halves. He's, um, I, I was filtering, I was looking for players to buy for Tamalola and I filtered by best three-round average of players I didn't own and Fogarty was almost the best of everyone I could have bought. Remarkable. Uh, outrageous scores. Was it 81 or something on the weekend? It could have been a lot more if yep. he uh, didn't get chased down by a front rower as well. But um, yeah, the second best cash cow of the year now after Harry Grant. He's made, what, 400K or, or thereabouts. And yeah, AJ Brimson scored 67 and that's roughly his average since coming back from injury. He's got... Um, tries and busts and breaks all over the place. So a um, couple of handy point of difference options for the run home there. Uh, Roosters and the Broncos Friday night at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Boyd Cordner finally back in the second row. Daniel Tupo back from a long layoff with an ankle injury. Uh, Ikevalu and Daniel Fafita out of the team. Uh, Nat Butcher, who's in quite a few fantasy teams, drops back to the interchange. Yeah, Cordner back is bad news for, for Butcher's scoring, but um, he's had a good run there, getting uh, good minutes in the uh, back row. Um, otherwise, Tedesco, are we getting concerned about Tedesco? There's not much point in it, I suppose. Everyone's well, got him. Everyone's got him and you're not going to sell him, so just take what you get, I guess. 
And if you wanted to sell him now, he's, he's getting fairly cheap. It's not like you could trade him to a, a superstar necessarily. So, yeah, he'll bounce back soon. This is the kind of game for it, I guess, against a uh, very uh, down Broncos team who's going to have a new coach soon by the looks of things. Um, uh, yeah, so... Uh, anyone else in that team? Flanagan, I guess, for the run home, can start piling on these yep. points again. Again, this is this kind of game that could suit him kicking goals and yeah. possibly scoring tries. True. Given how bad centres have been, I, um, I don't hate Joey Manu or Josh mm. Williams for that matter as possible point of dif- difference options in the centres if people are somehow flush enough with trades to be tweaking their um, centres and they're stuck with a, you know, a Talao or someone in the starting side. Yep, absolutely. Um, Brisbane team, Milford back out with a hamstring. Sean O'Sullivan gets his first game for a year or so since uh, a nasty knee injury. Corey Pakes at hooker for Isaac Luke. Uh, Brady Croft back, but on the interchange. Um, Pat Carrigan's the main guy here. Still no Haas, and obviously Lodge and Flegler and so on all injured. 74 last week was a boomer. Yeah, I think he... Did he play the full 80? I think he yeah, must have gone yeah. close. Um, we didn't really talk him up as a captaincy option last week, but it makes a lot of sense that with no Haas there, his work rate went up a little and 24 points is great. So yeah, he's certainly a captaincy option this week. Um, maybe if you're a bit worried about those Dragons, Middles, um, Hunter McInnes against a Titans team, it's a good time, time to turn to Carrigan, who should make a lot of tackles against the Roosters. Um, otherwise, because Tony Staggs, you know, super try last week, another really good option in the centres. And uh, I feel like there was someone else. Oh, David Fafita was probably a little bit quieter than he has been in uh, previous games, but still got a, a reasonable score. Yeah, I think you take that from Fafita, kind of mm. mid-40s some weeks and then 60s and 70s other weeks. He's a tackle-busting forward, so he won't be you know, super consistent, but he's got the potential to score big against anyone. Warriors and the Knights kick off Saturday footy out there at Scully Park, Tamworth. Uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita had a week off after a knock at training. He replaces Paul Turner in the halves. Ellie Katoa back from suspension in the second row in place of Isaiah Papali'i. Um, Jazz Tavanga doing very good things. Tohu Harris maybe a little bit quiet um, by his standards in the back row are probably the main two guys you'd be looking at. Yeah, um, two of us at Shaq had a really good game last week as well. Um, that was in a, a win over the dog. So um, the, their attacking players might come back to the pack a bit against the Knights this week if you're tipping a Newcastle win. Um, Tohu Harris, he went off for a little after Jastavanga had the HIA late in the first half. It was kind of a weird situation that um, I think Harris probably stays on otherwise, but they had to bring Tavanga back because of the HIA rule. So I, I'd expect Tohu to play the full 80 most weeks. Including this week. It's a weird one. I was looking at it pretty closely. So Torhu's only played 80 once in the last four games after playing 80 for five or six straight prior to that. He's sort of playing second row in attack and then defending in the middle um, and just soaking up a a heap of tackles. Um, I feel like Jazz Tavanga perhaps counterintuitively actually played more minutes because he went off with an HIA than he would have otherwise. Yeah. Otherwise, he was about due for a rest when he copped the knock. Um, and then because he passed, he obviously had to come back on, end up getting another rest, but they had plenty of interchanges and he came back for the final 10 minutes, which boosted him from, I think, 54 to 66 or, or something like that. So obviously I was watching it closely because I needed him to score well. But um, yeah, I think both of those guys are pretty reliable moving forwards. Yeah, I mean... 
Harris, I wouldn't be too spooked about the minutes, as you say. He got 15 minutes off last week because of that situation with uh, Tabunga, but then 80 before, 75 before that, and then 60, which was his one, you know, significantly reduced game um, against the Tigers a month ago. But other than that, it's mostly 80. So, yeah, I think it'll be above 70 minutes most weeks, at least. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, they take on Newcastle. Um, many of us hoping that uh, Randall might get a recall uh, given the unfortunate seasoning and ending injury to Blake Green, but it is in fact Mason Lenor coming into the halves, probably help their goal kicking situation as well. Um, not sure what that means for Mitch Pierce moving forward. He obviously bounced back from a couple of 30s with a, um, a pretty handy 73. I know uh, a lot of people did sell him last week. <laughs> Yeah, they did. They did. It was truly included. Uh, that one stung. Uh, yeah, I think Pierce's big kick meters that he had last week, so he had 500 kick meters with Green going off early. I think that's probably going to continue. I don't know if Leno will take on that much of the kicking, you know, the long, long range kicking. Uh, so I think Pierce will probably score well. Um, yeah, certainly if they get wins and he feels, you know, the need to take on more attacking, you know, responsibilities himself, which you would think he will with no green there. Um, his prospects look pretty good. He's still not going to be as reliable as um, Cherry Evans, Moses, Cleary, these guys. So, you know, maybe a left field pod to consider, but probably still not one of the elite halves. We'll see how it goes. Mitch Barnett, the other one, monster yeah. game again, back to back 80 minute games, scoring, scoring in the 70s, 74 on the weekend. Um, a lot of tackles and everything, and then that line break towards the end of that game. So, yeah, he looks a really good option. Um, if you're selling Tomalolo, um, uh, Barnett comes in at 674K. So, you know, if you want to make two trades, you can probably free up some money there. And then, um, yeah, looking at a good option at this point, point in the yeah, season. I would say Barnett would be a really good option for those who have two or more trades and can use the money elsewhere. If you just got the one, then probably just get the, the best player you can afford. But yes, yeah, certainly um, going to be an interesting point of difference option in the uh, the run home for a few teams. Sharks and the Cowboys on Saturday afternoon. Sharks, uh, Matt Moylan is out. I haven't heard confirmation, but I assume it's another niggle, although we did have a, a tough outing, uh, obviously, mm -hmm. against the, the Panthers on the weekend. Connor Tracy starts for him. Sean Johnson back from a groin strain in play of Braden Trindle, a um, few switcheroos around the place. Um, Toby Rudolph is named at lock if he starts there. <laughs> I guess we'll find out on the weekend. Uh, Britton Nakora also returns uh, Talakai back to the bench. Yeah, Rudolph started on the weekend, I think named a prop before kickoff, um, got 58, which was a very handy score if you had to you know, use him with Haas out. Otherwise, I mean, Sean Johnson's the, the real gun and not a lot else in that Sharks team these days, fantasy-wise. Uh, not fantasy-wise, no. Uh, moving straight on to the Cowboys. few changes here. Valentine Holmes uh, returns uh, in place of the Hammer, which I know he's not been scoring particularly well, but just given the absolute dire situation with a few outs, I know a lot of us, myself included, probably could have used him as a 17th man it's, this week. It's the one week I would have played him, I think, yeah. since I bought him just about. Same. Anyways. Um, so yeah, he's gone. A few other changes. Obviously, Tamalolo's out. We knew that um, with his calf strain. Francis Mullen at the starting side for him. Yeah. So Tamalolo, you know, the big news of the week. Up to four weeks on the sidelines. The Cowboys say so there's five weeks left in the season. So you know, if it's a four-week injury, then he's a definite sell. 
Um, it's just getting tricky with a lot of us being short on trades. Um, what are you doing? Are you selling? Are you thinking hold for a week, see if there's good news a week later? If he's back in two weeks, you could probably get away with holding depending on what your situation is in your yeah. head-to-head league. Well, I'm down to my last trade. Um, I used one of my last two on a red dot last week in uh, a desperation move that didn't pan out too well. So I've got one trade left. I've got enough money to get absolutely anyone for him. I'd actually traded him for DCE um, to try and have a decent team this weekend. I looked at it and pretty much all my private leagues, um, other than one where I'm actually out of the finals, the rest I'm all very uh, safe in the top four. So I'm actually thinking I don't want to sell Tamalolo for someone and then have, you know, sell him for DCE, then DCE rolls an ankle this weekend in a game that I don't really need to win. I might just hold off for a week and um, maybe see if Tamalolo's prognosis is downgraded to a, a two-week right. injury and he might be a hold. You know, hopefully I get Haas and, and Appy back uh, next week and um, avoid burning the trade on someone who might potentially get injured on a, a what's effectively a dead rubber week for myself. But... Um, yeah, if I was going to sell him DC, I think it'd be the one I'd bring in, but I might just hold off for now. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm in a similar situation. I'm in the top four in a couple of leagues, so um, might just hold firm and hope for the best. We have had some injuries this year that, you know, have been a lot shorter term than expected. This one, we're not expecting him back after one week, but if it's two weeks and you can, um, you know, cope in the next couple of rounds, depending on your situation, head-to-head, it might be one to hold, but, yeah, a lot of people will be trading this week. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Saturday night, the Panthers and the West Tigers. Last throw of the dice, you'd think, for the Tigers' finals hopes. The Panthers um, just on an absolute winning tear. They do have a couple of um, forced outs. Filiami Kikau suspended and Api Korosau out for at least one game with a calf strain. Uh, Leota into the starting team. Isaiah Yo shifts to an edge for Kikau, which might uh, impact his scoring if he can't replace the um, the base stats with some uh, attacking stats. Uh, Brian Toto also makes a recall which allows uh, Naden to go into the centres. Yeah, so some big moves there for Penrith. You know, Corsair's a big out, obviously, kick out as well. So um, that'll hurt. It's also probably going to hurt Isaiah Yo's scoring. Um, he'll probably play the 80 if he plays on an edge uh, as named, but he often plays pretty big minutes in the middle anyway. So his scoring might drop from 50s down to high 40s perhaps this week. Uh, we'll see. Um, otherwise, in that team, Cleary, captain option again, as always. Yep. Um, in a game like that's still said, expected to win. Um, captain Cleary against the weaker teams because he'll probably get uh, you know a million attacking stats and you know ten goals or whatever it was. And those two games against the Warriors and the Titans, he scored I think fifty nine and sixty one. Didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah. He has had some monster scores against other teams and was really good against the Sharks as well uh, when they towed them up. So who knows what will happen, but um, yeah, certainly a captaincy option, especially given the, um, you know, Tamalolo and Haas and the, the players that are out and some question marks over the Dragons guys with a, a hooker on the bench as well. Yep. Uh, West Tigers team, um, some significant changes here for fantasy. Harry Grant back from injury uh, at hooker, but Jacob Little keeps a spot on the interchange. Um, he tips Josh Reynolds out of the team. Alex Twal, who I know quite a few people have somehow held on to all this time, is back starting in the 13 jersey, although Manois and Huth stays in the team on the bench. Um, otherwise, just a few tweaks with sort of non-fantasy relevant forwards. Yeah, so good news for those who have held Grant and Twal. Um, 
yeah, I don't know what their minutes is gonna is gonna be with those guys on the bench you mentioned. So yeah, Grant and Little's interesting. If if it is close at the end, they might bring Little on and keep Grant on as well. And I don't know, play one dummy half, one in the middle, who knows? Um it's a yeah, awkward situation with Grant leaving and Little, the future hooker that they want to give game time to. Uh, I suppose so we'll see what happens. Um, a lot of us will be relying on Tommy Talao doing something on the wing yeah. again this week, but it will be a big ask against a, uh, a very informed Penrith team. The Grant and Little situation is interesting. Um, Grant, obviously not there next year. Little is. Um, they're still fighting for a final spot. Um, I don't think they can make it, but obviously they will be doing everything they can to, to keep winning until it's mathematically gone, um, which might sort of hurt Little's chances of getting on in a, a tight game. But if they, um, you know, if the, the score blows out, one way or the other, or they're out of the finals running in a couple of weeks, you would think Little being the guy they're investing in for the future might uh, take, you know, increasingly some some work away from, from Harry Grant. He's actually been really good as well, Little. It's like he's yeah. just, um, you know, plugging a gap. He's, you know, he's their, their number nine next year and he's been playing pretty well while he's there. I guess with a, such a long injury layoff as well, they don't want to burn him out either. So the chance to just play him for 20, 30 minutes a week and that the run home might be perfect for them. Yeah, I feel like Grant's a whole regardless if you've got him at this point. Even yeah. if he gets 55, 60 minutes, he should score uh, pretty well. Um, I just don't think he's necessarily a buy for those who are looking at it, bringing in the established gun for Tomalola this week. Yeah, no way too much risk to uh, to buy Grant, given other options, I would say. Uh, Storm and the Seagulls, the grudge match um, up at uh, Sunny Coast on Sunday afternoon. Storm, uh, Cavalry returns, Cameron Smith back, Cameron Munster back, Jerome Hughes back, uh, all shaking off short-term injuries. Uh, Jesse Bromwich back from suspension as well. Brandon Smith obviously out with that broken jaw. Big Tino back to the bench. Uh, Tom Eisenhuth starts for Kenny Bromwich, who's out with a calf strain. Uh, Marion Seve in on the wing with Shandorel dropping back to the bench. So plenty of changes here. Yeah, so, um, you know, good news for Cameron Smith owners, good news for Tom Eisenhuth owners. There are a few of those. I've come up against a few of them in the uh, head-to-head leagues. Um, so hitting jackpot there. Pappenhausen, another 50 on the weekend. He's been a lot better in the second half of the season than he was first half of the season, fantasy-wise. Um, uh, so that's good news. Otherwise, I don't know if there's any other, you know, buyers in this team that if you haven't got already. I don't think I'll be buying almost anyone. Obviously, Munster and Smith are both top-tier fantasy players, but, um, you know, Smith coming back from a shoulder injury, Munster's already had two knee injury layoffs. I think it's a little bit too risky um, to be buying pretty much anyone in that side at the moment. Um, looking at the Seagulls, um, Ruben Garrick, who's a very good winger, is not proving to be so good at fullback. So Tavita Funa wears the number one this week. Jack Kajeski has to play in the centres with Moses Suley gone with a, a broken foot to pair her back in the starting side. Paseka benched. Joel Thompson back from that nasty tongue injury as well. Uh, Corey Waddell goes to the bench. Yeah, a few changes. They'll, um, they'll finally find their uh, replacement fullback by the time. Mitchell Bovich is fit again <laughs> yeah. back, which could be says next week by the sound of things. Um, yeah, the upshot of all that is uh, it's still Cherry Evans pretty much. 64 points last week, despite Manly getting absolutely thrashed. Um, I'm just looking at his numbers to see how the, where the points came from. It's pretty much everywhere, I guess. A lot of calculators week to week. Breaks. Yeah, um, but even offloads, two tries even in that 
uh, in that loss. So good numbers there. Um, yeah, so I think it's pretty much him, Jake Rojevich. Depau came off the bench, I think, last week and had reduced minutes even by his usual standard. So he should bounce back now that he's uh, back in the starting side. Not that he ever gets more than 50-odd minutes anyway. But, he, should um, get, he should get more than 37. Exactly. Um, and the final game of the round, the Raiders and the Bulldogs uh, down in Canberra on Sunday evening. Um, those three forwards who came off the bench last week all back in the starting side. Corey Haruranara is out because he can't uh, play against the Bulldogs under the terms of his uh, deal to go to Canberra. Uh, so Matt Tomoko makes his debut from the bench. Yeah, so Canberra, every every Raiders game I watch is pretty much just waiting for Tom Starling to come on and start yeah, up the yeah. points, which is uh, which is what he did last week. Um, I'm not sure what his game time was, but he got 56 points, so he must have had a fair bit. It seemed to be the first half hour or something at least until they brought him on. Um, yeah, it was he's, he's so busy. Yeah. He just tackles everything. Anyway. Like the second he comes on, I'm like, he's, he just makes four tackles a set sort of thing. He's just absolutely yeah. throwing himself at everyone. I was looking at this game, actually only 24 tackles in 37 minutes, though I guess Canberra had most of the ball and the um, the try obviously helped. But yeah, just busy, just everywhere. Had a try assist as well. Quality fantasy player. Um, otherwise, in this Raiders team, um, Jack White and Nick Kotrick got big scores on the weekend, 80 and 60-odd. Uh, Whiten's had a few of those really big games where he uh, he stars an attack, which could be the case against the Bulldogs this week. I guess you're going to look for try scorers, if anything, in this Raiders team. Um, this week, um, John Bateman's a, a pod, but pretty pricey and hasn't had the huge scores that a few other players have had in the back row. Definitely. Uh, mass changes for the Bulldogs. Six players have been dropped. Um, two of those officially are rested, which is Luke Thompson and Jake Avarillo. But um, Cogger, Remus Smith, Lafai and Jesse Sue all uh, left out. Um, the expected names in, Lachlan Lewis, Montoya, DWZ, Napa back from suspension. A few changes in the pack. Matt Dury reverts to the bench. So mass changes, but probably Thompson's going to hurt a few coaches. Yep, it does. Um, I can say from experience it does. Uh, <laughs> so uh, him and anyone who picked up Dury last week, uh, that hurts as well, going straight back, straight back to the bench. That was the risk with uh, Napa out of the side for one week and um, Jackson filling in at lock and now going back to the edge. Uh, not that Dury did much in the starting side anyway. So The regret is tangible yeah. in your voice right now. <laughs> can, you, can you feel it? Uh, but anyway, Thompson should be back if he's you know being rested, at least officially this week. He'll be back the week after. He scored quite well in the game time he had. He just have that much game time. Yeah, his PPM was great. It was pretty much a point per minute for the 30-something minutes he was on the field. And if he, like people are saying, oh, he's only played a couple of games, but um, obviously after a very long layoff with with no games at all and then, um, you know, the, the transit out to Australia and quarantining and everything else then sort of thrown straight into it, maybe he does uh, need a little bit of a break, but hopefully for his owners, he's well rested for the final few games of the, uh, the season. Absolutely. Shall we take some questions? Uh, start off with Matthew Tabbitt, who is looking for the best option under 819K. Literally any player um, doesn't have to be a second rower, although that is preferable. Looking at Bateman, Cook, Jake Travojevic, Clemmer, Yo, Twal, Tavanga, Sean Johnson, Nathan <laughs> Brown, Rich Barnett. It's a long list. 
it is a long list. Um, yeah, it's not easy to pick um, between them for you know the next five weeks. Who's going to score the most? Um, I like. I think out of the names he mentioned, I think I like Tavanga maybe twelve the most. Twelve is still kind of coming back from injury. Didn't have huge minutes last week. Um, Tavanga is coming off a good score last week in the sixties. There's kind of question marks about a lot of others. Barnett really, really yeah. good form as well. Tavanga Anyone Barnett. stand out for you? Yeah, Tavanga and Barnett would be my two out of that. Look, uh, Cook is still, I know we said he's getting cheaper, but until he starts putting up some bigger scores, I think I'll be looking at some of the more um, informed fantasy scorers on that list. Yep. Um, Ryan Didrickson needs a front rower given Haas and Fodawaka are both out um, and is trading Tamalolo looking at Clemmer or Twal. Yeah, so usually I would say Twal, but I don't know if the injuries yeah. are scare at this point. Um, Clemmer, meanwhile, he got, I think, 60-odd last week. Fairly reliable mid-50s and 60s um, necessarily have the huge upside that if 12 plays 80 minutes, he can get, you know, 70 points, 75 points. So, um, yeah, can't go wrong with the Which way are you going? I I think Twal, Clemmer is good, but um, I think Twal, assuming he's back to full fitness, the, the consistency, the dual position um, will be pretty handy on the, the run home. Um, sort of unfortunately, you have to make yeah, a decision sure. this week without you know, one game to look at what Twal's going to do back in the starting side, but I'd still probably lean to him ahead of Clemmer. Um, the Mount Smart Joker is with us. It's been a little while. Uh, Kiora, he says, I'm down to two trades. Pretty safe in all my head-to-head games. Can field 17 this week, relying on Tommy Talao coming into the side. If I was to use a trade, it would be Tamalolo to either McInnes or DCE. Should I use a trade this week? And if so, which one for? I don't know. Well, I've got McInnes in my side in ODCE, but um, this week in particular, maybe Cherry Evans. Um, with those question marks we raised earlier about Dragons, Middles maybe getting a rest or something um, against the Titans. Um, it could be a week to look at Cherry Evans instead. I yeah, know. I would, of those two, just given McInnes has been a little bit less explosive at lock than he was at hooker, I would lean to DCE. But in that situation, I think I'd actually hold the trades, just two left and safe in, in league finals. Absolutely. A pretty strong case to just hold off. And, if he's got a full 17, yeah. And you can field 17, even if the, the last one or two are a little bit weak, then um, yeah, Mount Smart Joker, I would hold those two precious, precious trades because there's probably going to be more injuries and you're going to need them in the league finals. Uh, Darren Wilson, is Keon Kolomatungi and Bailey Sirenen worth persisting with? And also, is Toby Rudolph a legit bench forward in fantasy now to carry through the finals? I mean, if you're low on trades, I wouldn't necessarily be ditching Rudolph at this stage. But, um, yeah, his scoring is not going to improve rapidly on what it's been all year. Um, I sold him a while ago. He'll get the odd score in the 50s. He'll get a lot of... 40s and 30s play off the bench most weeks. So, um, yeah, and the others, yeah, I mean, I think they're all kind of guys that just carry on the bench at this point, unless you've got a lot of trades left to upgrade them. It's more if all three of those guys are in your 17 currently with other players out, then you might have a bit of an issue. I think 
Colin Matungi I would keep for now. Price on the way up, although Liam Knight back this week probably doesn't help him. Um, even Siren, a name to start. Um, wait and see what happens with him, but I wouldn't be rushing either of them out of the team. But, yeah, not ideal if they're both in your, uh, your scoring 17. Uh, Dylan, eighteen fifty. who are the top three second rowers to get in for Tamalolo? Price, no issue. Already got Tavanga and Carrigan. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, so, McInnes we're going cold on. Is that right? I don't know if I'd be forking out his current asking price um, this week with the Titans, potentially an early shower, Britain on the bench, etc. Who else have we got? Um, yeah, I mean, Tavanga, I still really like. Twile is rock solid, as we said. I'm just bringing up the list so I don't. Uh, I mean, Madison is he an risk? Um, Torhu. It's, it's funny how suddenly <laughs> everyone's you're terrified about bringing someone in and getting injured straight away because there's been uh, so many injuries this year. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, Torhu Harris is really solid, I think, most weeks. For feeders, more uh, boom and bust a bit. Um, yeah, I think Harris is really reliable. Madison, probably. Um, you know, I assume Carrigan is probably already got in the front row. Um, and then, yeah, for feeder for the occasional big score. And then if you're scraping, um, there's Bateman, Jake Dvojevic for solid 50s and 60s. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Be, there's no big secrets there. Got- quite a few trades or like well like we said enough trades to take advantage i'd probably be leaning to barnett then it gives you a bit more room elsewhere. yeah he's cheaper he's in form absolutely um exactly the same question from tom chodor who already has madison torhu jazz and carrigan um again just sort of rank them based look at the draw on the run home and who's least likely to be injured and go for yeah, again, Barnett's good. Otherwise, yeah, Bateman or McInnes or um, any of those, just, just the best guy you don't have, basically, I think. Yep. Um, same question from Paul Burns, looking at Tamalolo to <laughs> Madison, or is there a better option? I mean, yeah, Madison coming off 86 and assuming he's shaken off that um, head knock, then looks rock solid for the, the run home. A bloke who can make 54 tackles in the, the second row and add attacking stunts is pretty appealing. Very rare, yep. Um, Joseph Mayotta has five trades left, still hanging on to Payne Haas, has a lot of the other big guns. Uh, selling Tamalolo, like many other people, looking at Cook, Coruscant, DCE, Madison, Harris, Bateman, or Fafita. Probably scratch Coruscant out of that list, given he's playing this week. Of the rest, um, I mean, it depends on your, your team structure where you need depth, but I, I almost prefer DCE out of the rest of them. Yeah, unless you have a lot of halves um, or, yeah, really short on back rowers. I think DC probably has the edge. I, I guess it just seems really safe for 60-plus with the potential upside for a lot more. And the fact that he scores 60-plus if Manly go nuts and he scores 60-plus if Manly get destroyed, it's, um, it's pretty good signs for a halfback. Um, Jamarcus Deswan has Sam McIntyre still as a starting centre. Can either trade him out this week, only have 410000 maximum to spend, um, or wait a few weeks and hope Hopawadi goes down in price? And also, do we think Tino Malawi will get more minutes this week? Tino got benched this week, I think. Yeah, so, if anything, less minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Storm big guns are going back, so um, probably not... I mean, he can he can make a big impact in a few minutes anyway, but 
yeah, I wouldn't expect his minutes to go up. Uh, the set of question is tricky for that price tag. Again, it's probably just a case of, you know, the best one you can afford. Have a look in the stats center and see who you can get. Um, there's no huge surprises. Most of them are priced at, you know, you get what you pay for kind of situation, I think, in those centers. Yeah, I mean, I had this situation last week. I was had a cheap player that I had to bring in to cover a, a red dot. Ended up punting on Colin Matungi, but was looking at centres for depth. And um, guys that I didn't get that I arguably should have been hindsight, you know, Josh Morris and Campbell Graham, some of these guys who are still reasonably cheap, but, um, you know, can get you decent scores. I don't know if any of them are actually in that price bracket, um, unfortunately. Yeah. Though. It's, it's probably a case of, of that looking for a centre a cheap centre and a good attacking team who's going to score two tries and just hope that he, you know, runs in a few tries. You're just shy of getting Jesse Ramey in at that price. Otherwise, there's looking at the list, um, you know, Wonga Blake can have a, a big week or a bad week. You know, Brent Nade and Curtis Scott, all these guys are, you know, they're not fantasy buyers because they're just not reliable scorers. But even Adam Pompey got 41 last week. You know, pretty reliable. Yep. The hit-ups can score a try. He's only 320k. Is, um, yeah, you're just going to have to take a punt on you know, Dejan Assi back in the starting side this week. Scored a try. Yeah, true. You get, for 410k, you're just going to have to take a gamble on someone who's not a great fantasy option and hope they can uh, find a try from somewhere. Um, White Air Monarchs is also trading at Tamalo, looking at Twal or Grant, um, and you're going to have 16 players either way, thanks to Haas, Fodawaka, and Coruscant. Um I think we're both yeah. on Twal, aren't we, those two? Definitely, definitely. I don't think Grant's a buy at this point in the season. Um, DC 10, is Mitch Rainworth bringing in? Will he play 80 minutes like Pete's was recently? And well, no, because they've got another Aaron. hooker on the bench, Aaron Clark. But the Titans hookers have been changing all season, so mm. yeah, I wouldn't be getting any of them at this yep. point. Between the three of them, it's been uh, yeah musical chairs. So stay away from those guys. Uh, Ryan Burgess writes in: Is Api Karasau a hold? Is Tamalolo a hold? Um, if not, in either case, who to bring in? Already holding Fodawaka and Payne Haas. <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, Karasau is expected back, I think, next week. Worst case, another, you know, two weeks, out for two weeks. So I think he's definitely a hold. Uh, Tomolo is a, a trickier one. Um, if you've got a few trades and a lot of guys out of your team, he's the, he's the one to trade first. Absolutely. And as we've said with other people, if you're absolutely comfortable in the top four or top eight of your head-to-head uh, -head league and don't need to do anything this week, you can afford to probably hold off and make a more informed decision next week. Um, yikes on bikes is back uh, looking to trade Tamalolo to Madison with two trades left um, I th think so yeah yeah I think that's a good move um, yeah as you say you're probably not going to do a double trade in that situation so um, yeah better to go for someone who's an established gun as you know the most expensive guy you can get basically in the back row uh, Ryan Laddie asks, chances that Staff and Toa plays this week? Well, he's been named. Um, as always, we'll have to get through the concussion protocol after failing an HIA, but um, it's obviously just one to keep an eye on. Late mail, we you know, no crystal ball at this stage. It'll depend how he, how he progresses through those protocols. But if he's fit, he will definitely play. Um, I think that could be all the questions, unless I missed a couple that you can see. 
I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah, that's the trend of the questions anyway. Yeah, yeah. Certainly one big thing going on there. Um, it brings us to the end of a, another team list podcast. I'm one injury away from packing it in for the year. I think it's been an absolute <laughs> struggle the last few weeks. Um, thanks always for listening. I'll be back uh, in the fantasy video with Tanisha on Wednesday, late night crew podcast Thursday afternoon, late night breaking news on NRL.com through the weekend. Don Brock, thanks to you. Thanks to our sponsors, Harvey and Norman. We'll be back this time next week. 